You're listening to Coach Rita on the LOA Radio Network. Many say that the law of attraction doesn't always work. And Coach Rita would like to show you why it's not working. During this hour, you will gain great insight that will help you to make easy changes to become the great co-creator that you came here to be. Tune in and discover your missing link to the Law of Attraction with Coach Rita Hurry. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Your Missing Link to the Law of Attraction show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. We have a great show lined up for you today. My special guest is Laurie Lancaster, who is a relationship coach, author and speaker. And our topic of the show is love and relationships. We will be delving into Laurie's journey, her own personal journey, but as well as sharing lots of tips and guidance on revitalizing and and enjoying your intimate relationships and enjoying you. And you know how I always say it's important to enjoy you, which is a big aspect of relationships as well. So both Laurie and myself will be discussing this deeper and Laurie will be sharing some great insight into how to have that freedom in relationships and how to to just enjoy and and release the expectations. So that's going to be a great interview coming up very, very soon. Now, as I always say, whenever I have an interview with an expert that I feel gives you great content and also that I feel that you will gain so much from, I tend to cut out Coach Rita Hurry's Corner and that's what's going to happen today. There is no official Coach Rita Hurry's Corner today because I feel that the guidance and advice that both myself and Laurie discuss in our interview will be just great for you to take on and even if you're not in a relationship or you're just looking for that confidence builder, you're looking for to love yourself we do share some tips to to bring out that valuable fact that you are important to you and you matter first and foremost, be it in a relationship or be it out of a relationship. So there's a lot of content there. So that's why I've put Coach Rita Hurry's Corner to one side for today. But don't worry, I'll be back with that soon. But before I take a break to um, introduce Laurie, I want to let you know about some exciting news. I have officially launched this week the Paper Minute Coaching website. Now, this website is offering everyone, and when I say everyone, I mean everyone around the globe, online per minute coaching. So anytime that you need a coach, anytime you need to tap into some guidance, some advice, this online per minute website is there for you to tap into whichever coach you need and connect with them. 
This online coaching website offers life coaching, business coaching, nutrition, health and fitness coaching all on one platform at the click of a button. I've brought together all the uh, many experts from around the globe and I'm still bringing some more together at the moment but we do have a range of experts from around the globe who are there to be able to coach you with whatever current situation that you are going through. And our life coaching, remember, covers a range of topics from confidence building to motivation to relationships to finance or whatever the particular area is, even intimate relationships, whatever the area is, the life coaching segment will be covering that from all our coaches. So if you want to know more information or you would like to actually connect with one of our coaches, visit www.paperminutecoaching.com and that's www.paperminutecoaching.com. So as I said, please visit that website. It may be for you or it may be for someone who you know. And after the break, my guest and I will be talking about love. So stay tuned and we will be right back. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. It's here. It's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. .net. Welcome to part two of your missing link to the Law of Attraction show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. Today, I am joined by my special guest, Laurie Lancaster, who is a relationship coach, speaker, writer, broadcaster, metaphysician, and spiritual healing practitioner. She is the author of the book, The Absolutist, Guide to Love, which we will definitely be discussing in our interview. Laurie, welcome to the show. I'm very happy to be here, Rita. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, what was life like for you before the truth and wisdom of the universe opened itself up to you? Oh, that is such a great question. I... Life was happening to me uh, before I became, had some awareness. And so I spent much of my life kind of ping-ponging around 
waiting for the next event to happen and not realizing that I had any control in my life at all. Mm-hmm. So I was very much, you know, living as a victim with a lot of things that happened. And because of that, I spent a lot of my life in confusion. Um, I had a lot of anger and also spent a lot of my life blaming other people for my experience. Wow. So there, it sounds like there was a lot of battle going on. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I, when you're always blaming somebody else for what's happening to you, that also means that I didn't feel I had a lot of power in my own life, you mm-hmm. know, that because I was just waiting for the next thing to happen. And, you know, a lot of that came out of I had a very um, challenging uh, childhood. A lot of things happened. And I think that that pattern just kept going into my adult life. And I, I didn't know that I could influence that in any way. Yeah, wow. Now, I understand you got bitten by a monkey in Bali, which started the journey to the truth you now know. What, what actually happened? Well, it, it was really interesting. I think it, it started my, it, it, it caused me to pay attention and have some awareness about how life works and how the universe works. And I really initially, it was, I kind of said it as a joke, but as I looked at it later, I was at the monkey forest in Bali and I was sort of crouched down and I was looking at this little monkey and a monkey jumped on my back and this monkey was massaging my back. And my family was going, oh, that's so cute. You know, he really likes you. And we were laughing about it. And then the monkey actually bit me on my back. And oh. I couldn't get him off my back. Oh, wow. So I was panicked after that. Hmm. And so what I came to understand from that experience was, at that time in my life, there were some situations going on, in personal situation and also a work situation, where... What was presented to me, what it looked like, was not actually what was going on. And I actually, if you kind of use it as the analogy, I, I was seeing the situation in one way, but I, but I actually ended up getting bit by um, the situation later on. And so it really taught me that there was a pattern in my life where I attracted the, that kind of a situation, that, those kind of people into my life where that was going on. And I... I I paid attention to it. That was the first time I kind of started looking that maybe life was actually communicating with me and that there was something bigger that was, you know, kind of foreshadowing what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's so easy for us to to just keep continuing um, playing the victim role and sort of, it. you know, it's very easy to sort of blame life and blame situations and people but to actually stop and realize hold on I need to really look at this myself and see what part I play is a huge strength and a huge almost kind of bearing your soul to the universe to say okay what can I do for me exactly exactly So I, I understand, obviously, that you were diagnosed with cancer in 2003, which must have been a de- very difficult period for you in your life. How did this transition in terms of you dealing with the healing journey, was the strength coming through while you were going through this period? Like, obviously, what you mentioned in terms of being bitten by a monkey and, and 
that kind of thing. Was all this around that period that you were transitioning through this? That actually happened before. And it was really interesting because I, at the time that I was diagnosed with cancer, I was, I was very unhappy in my life. I was very resentful of my husband. I, you know, on the outside, I had, you know, a pretty lovely life. I had a great career. I had beautiful children, but I was extremely unhappy. Mm. And so when I was diagnosed with cancer, I remember laying on my bed. I came home from, from being at the doctor. I was laying on my bed and I thought, I actually have a choice right now in life. I, for the first time, I felt I had some power over my own life of whether I'm going to live or die because I was so unhappy. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's such a powerful thing. And, and at the time, I thought, if you're going to live, Lori, if you're going to choose to live, then you have to live different than you've been living. Mm. And really, really consciously make that choice. Yes, I want to live. And that's, that's what I did. Even though I didn't really have any awareness, I didn't, I hadn't really, uh, you know, I hadn't done any reading or understanding or, uh, you know, had much knowledge about anything spiritual. But at that moment, that, that shifted everything for me. And I knew that I couldn't keep living the way that I had been living. And then that's when I first started delving into um, having a greater understanding about the universe, about how life works. And, you know, I've been on that path ever since. Right. So, so what did you do when you started that journey? What, what was the direction that you went with it? I know a lot of people would pick up books and start reading. Um, what was it? Was it a course? Was it a book? What, what sort of things did you start picking up? I, I started doing some reading mm -hmm. and then I can't even remember what it is that I read, but then not long after that, I watched a movie called what the bleep do we know? Oh yeah. And I didn't quite understand it <laughs> at the time, but I knew that I liked it. I knew there was something in it for me, but I had, you know, and I appreciate when I don't understand something because I want to, I want to know more of it. Mm. And then shortly after that, I went to a conference uh, that it was one of the first ones that they did around the movie. And I went and I heard all of these people speaking about these concepts that were completely foreign to me. Even the language was foreign, you know, talking about the universe, talking about things like that. And I was absolutely hooked. I thought, I need to know more. And so that's what I did. You know, I just delved deeply into the books, into the study. I found um, a spiritual community. I took courses and I really became a student of, 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 the, of understanding this wisdom. Yeah. I mean, one thing I do notice whenever I'm doing these interviews is you have to get to a point, don't you, where you open yourself up to the universe and be like, okay, I'm going to explore this because there's something in there for me. Would you say that that's what happened to you on this journey? Exactly. And I, the interesting part for me is that I often don't pay attention to things until I get a very loud and clear message to pay attention. And the cancer diagnosis was that message for me. And I knew 
that the answer to not having this experience again was not, it was not medical. The answer was really um, spiritual. And so that was really my motivation because I was so open to understanding. I didn't have any question, any doubt. I just, I just took everything in. And, um, you know, I, I had some resistance probably in a lot, a lot of things when I had to really look at my own personal responsibility in creating the life that I had created. There was some resistance there, but not a lot. Mm. Okay. So um, would you say then to people who are probably reached a point where, okay, I need to make this change, would you say that just sort of beginning that journey of actually starting to open yourself up and and see what is out there that it could take you on that journey would you say that would be the key beginning stage for them for anyone who's gone through similar to what you've gone through if that question makes sense <laughs> you know I think the thing is is the most important the word that's coming to me is trust mm. And it's trusting that there is a greater idea, trusting that there is something bigger beyond what you currently understand and to be open to that. Mm. Um, That was really huge for me. And I think that that's the most important thing because if you don't have that trust as the basis, then I don't think that you're open to receiving yeah. You know, do you understand what I'm saying about yeah. that? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also it it brings an element of safety to to open yourself up as well. Exactly. And you know, I so many people feel very unsafe in the world and in their own world and and we're always kind of padding up, you know, with each other all the time. And so to be able to yeah, be vulnerable be vulnerable and trusting. I think that's the first thing, the first step. Yeah, definitely. Well, just from my point of view, I'm, you know, I'm thankful that you made that journey and that you're here today to be able to share, you know, the blessings that you've brought out into the world with, with what you do in the service that you offer. What are, I mean, obviously with your business, what are the absolutist principles and can you elaborate on them a bit more for our listeners? Certainly, I'd love to. Um, the absolutist principles came about, uh, I, I put them in, in the book that I wrote in context of relationship, but they can actually be used in any part of life. And I wanted to just create something that was super simple that you could use as an overlay in any area. So the first one is I take responsibility for my entire experience of life, no exceptions. And I'll explain it in kind of like contrasting that with a relativist um, idea of that principle, which is I take responsibility for experiences in my life depending on the situation and who is involved. Because for me in my life, a lot of times, you know, I would take responsibility for that. But then something would happen, like with my husband, mm-hmm. where I would completely fall out of that. So the, the first principle is there is no exception to the rule. You take responsibility 100%. Yeah. And I tell that, you know, when, I, when I'm dealing with clients, um, you know, in counseling, in relationship stuff, 
that's something that in theory is, you know, they agree to, but in practice, it's, it's difficult for a lot of people to do that. Mm. Um, the second one is it ties into it. I blame no one or no thing, no matter what. And that goes into the responsibility part. And I think, you know, particularly in relationship, there's this tendency to blame the other Yeah. and to take that away. And then I, I often say, if everyone in the world could live by principles one and two, it would shift the entire, um, way that we do life. Because each person, each country, each organization would be taking 100% responsibility for their experience and what they do. And, no, and blame wouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's like owning your own power, isn't it? Of course. Mm. And, there, and, you know, when I say that, it almost sounds, um, you know, people are uncomfortable with it. But it's such a beautiful thing because it does. It gives you power. It gives you power to respond, right? The ability to respond. Definitely. Uh, the third one is there are no random occurrences ever. And um, I contrast that with, you know, life is a series of random occurrences of which I have no control. But really understanding that there's an intelligence and that you are part of that intelligence and you create. And so when things come into your life... Um, that we call random. It's about really bec becoming a detective and discovering what they are and what they're there to offer you. Because there's always wisdom, there's always learning, always knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is life is evolving for the highest and best good always. And I love that one because even when things happen to us that we think are terrible or we label bad, like my cancer diagnosis, mm -hmm. That was, it almost sounds cliche because you hear people say it so often, but truly it was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me because it completely changed the course of my life. And so it's about, it's that trust word again, that just knowing that whatever is happening is really happening for our highest good and just yeah. absolutely trusting that. And the last one is it's all perfect. Absolutely which ties into what I just said. Just again, trusting that there's an intelligence that creates life and that you are part of that. And it is all perfect, whatever is going on in your experience. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's beautiful because really you almost, what I'm actually seeing in envisioning what you've just said is really like the circle of power really isn't it because you're you're bringing in the responsibility element you're bringing in the fact that life is you know you can trust what is happening you know there's a blessing there's there's always something good in that and when you open yourself up to that trust and to taking responsibility for allowing yourself to trust it does become almost like that circle of life which we can move forward in so those those principles are absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, your book, The Absolutist Guide to Love, it looks at changing how we see love and relationships in our life. What would you say um, is the number one problem that causes us so much heartache in this area of life? Or is there one problem? <laughs> well, trying to think the number one you know what I think it it really is when we expect someone else 
to live up to our undisclosed contract. And what I mean by that is that we all show up in relationship with lots of different beliefs and values and how, how we do things. And then I think a lot of times we, we don't even have self-awareness around what, what those are. Mm. And then we just dump a whole pile of expectation on the other person. And it never works. And why it never works is because that other person can never be all the things that we expect them to be. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people get into relationship, that, you know, wanting to change people. That's another one, right? Like we, we show up with this agenda, and that's what causes the breakdown because we're disappointed ultimately because we're expecting someone else to do what we need to do for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it really is a lot of it is expectations, would you say? Yeah, and I think and it's not I don't think it really it's not it's not a fault. It's not like I think we consciously show up with all these expectations, but it's really about subconsciously what we show up with. Mm. And that's why I think it's so important to really do the work um, to have some understanding about what it is you're believing. What what are you showing up with in this particular relationship? And I find it so fascinating asking people, you know, people that are getting married. And so I say, well, why are you getting married? And people don't really know. They haven't really done, they haven't really looked into it beyond the answer like, whoa, we're in love. Yeah. You know? And so I just find that fascinating. It's really about, it's about having inquiry and, and looking underneath and really having some real clarity about why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it with, right? And who you are, number one, to start with. Yeah, because I mean, even like when you've mentioned there in terms of getting married, it's sometimes it's, well, it's expected of us or, you know, society says, you know, you've been together for so so many years, that's the next step, you know, why or the questions come from other people why aren't you married yet or so I guess really it's it's a lot of that but really as you mentioned it is about doing what works for you and not every relationship has to follow the same path exactly and and I love that you just brought that up because that's one of my favorite things to you know to look at is we have like a race conscious pattern of how things should be. And so when you meet somebody, you start dating and then the next kind of milestone is, Oh, who's going to say, I love you. Right. That mm. so that you're sort of moving into that. And then the next thing is, Oh, well, when are we going to move in together? Or, you know, if you want to get married or, and then, well, when are you going to have a kid and when are you going to do this? And it's all of these, Um, milestones that we have set up that society has this expectation of and then you reach one and that's not good enough because then the next one is coming up yeah and so there's that program is like always running and you're just jumping into the stream whether you really want to or not you know yeah yeah definitely what would you say are the qualities that make a great relationship I say um the first one is respect and it's about having respect for a yourself, but also for the other person and their being about who they are. 
And with that respect and just boundary issues and, um, yeah, respect and unconditional love. Those, I think if you can, if you have those two things in a relationship, then that's all you really need. And, and I, I talk a lot about uh, when I'm working with my clients about unconditional love, because I say to them, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to show up in a relationship where the other person loves you absolutely for who you are with, with everything uniquely, um, unique about you and different and challenging, whatever it is, exactly as you are. And that person just loves you. Yeah. And if you can do that, I mean, there's, there's the challenge because as I mentioned earlier, that doesn't really fit with that whole pattern of showing up with all of your beliefs about how things should be and how a partner should be, you know, that doesn't fit with unconditional love. Yeah. Because Many people would say, okay, unconditional love. So it's a case of, well, you, you know, you love me forever and ever, you know, until death do us part and what you can do for me and vice versa. A lot of people would presume that's unconditional love, that I would do anything for you. But as you've just mentioned, it really is just about you've got respect there. You've got being able to just accept you for who you are and removing that. But you don't you don't have to die for me for me to love you. I love you anyway for who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Like, is that not a beautiful thing? Yeah. To to have somebody, you know, show up with all your perceived flaws and you know, what, whatever it is we believe about ourselves and have someone just say, Hey, I love you just as is, you yeah. know, and just the freedom to be able to be the safety in that, you know, the safety, the beauty, um, to be in that, uh, that cocoon of that unconditional love and that creates growth. You know, you can grow in that. Yeah, definitely. And it almost kind of just breaks the the barriers down as well and you can just relax. Exactly. Because so much of relationship, especially in the beginning, um, you know, there's a lot of acting going on. Yeah. You know, people are not relaxed because they're playing some role that they think they need to play. Yeah. And and if you could and, and if you people could actually show up as is at the beginning and that would be okay. I mean, that'd be a, that would that would cause much less heartache in the world. Yeah, you don't you don't see the monster appear a couple of months down the line. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, hi, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned on your website that the secret to your freedom in relationships is easy: clarity, awareness, and responsibility. Now, we may have touched on a, a few of these um, in our interview, but can you elaborate on this a bit more? Yeah, certainly. It's really about when I was talking about, you know, marriage, why are you getting married? And then to, you know, to delve into that, like, what does marriage mean to you? So clarity is about understanding what it is that you believe, like really taking the time to do the research to understand and ask yourself, you know, what do I believe about love? Like, what is that? What do I believe about relationship or marriage 
Or, you know, what do I believe about my partner or a partner? And really have a good understanding about the assumptions that you are bringing into the relationship. Because a lot of them, you know, I, I say often that you probably don't have an original thought in your head. Because if you really dig deep, a lot of the things that we believe are not even our own beliefs that we chose. They're really beliefs of our parents, things we've seen on TV, um, influenced by, you know, some kind of maybe a book we've read or something in childhood that's happened that we've adopted these beliefs. And it's about really laying them all out on the table and going, oh, does that really fit for me? Yeah. Is that really what I believe about that? And it could be, you know, about, about that trajectory I was talking about, you know, with the marriage, baby moving in, all that stuff. Do I really want that? Does that really work for me? Or, or am I just doing that because it's something to do because everyone does it? So it's really about having that clarity um, to know what it is that you are believing. And then once you have that understanding about who you are and what, what it is you're believing, it's easier to navigate where you're going. And so the next part is about the awareness. And that's being in the place of knowing what's really going on. And, and I say that because it's easy to kind of slip into past conditioning. So if you're, if you're coming into the relationship with awareness, then I'd like to say it's like, it's like the tattletale. It kind of tells me what I'm up to. So if something happens, uh, a situation, an experience with my partner, and I feel a little bit of a poke, Mm-hmm. Or I, f- I find myself manipulating in the relationship. It's really about having the awareness to know, oh, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's, this is what's really going on so that I can make that correction. Does yeah. that, do you understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah. So it's really, so it is um, an awareness of yourself and and seeing, I guess in a way, what I'm getting the feel of is is that intuitive nature. When we're more aware, we tap into our intuitive selves, both the partner and, and yourself, and then you realize what's working for you and what's not when you pull away what society expects of you in that relationship. Do you say that's right? Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. And I, I think things um, to an example well, – you know, maybe if you're having um, a disagreement, because that's a really great place where these, where a lot of times you can think that you're the most aware person, and all, uh, you know, there's some emotional energy, there's some kind of childhood wound that's getting poked, yeah, during this disagreement. Awareness is about understanding that mm. that what's really happening is that my partner is brushing up against some bruise some wound that I have that really has nothing to do with them. Yeah. But, but when those things happen, you know, it's very, um, it's so painful that it escalates and it explodes and it really has nothing to do with what's going on in that relationship with your partner, but really something that happened in your past. So that's the awareness to really, to really mind your mind and mind your feelings and, and understand what it is that's really going on. Mm. And then obviously you mentioned the responsibility. So I guess in terms of when that situation happens, it's you being responsible to deal with that particular situation of what's going on within yourself. 
Right. And it's knowing, you know, that you have the ability to respond and that you're always at choice. So the example that I just gave where there's some there's some emotion, I, you know, I get triggered by something that my partner says, really understanding that I I don't have to lash out, I don't have to stay stuck in that that feeling of pain that I I do have the ability to respond that I can choose something different. And that's very powerful when you know that you can do that that you're not stuck in whatever emotional state, you're not stuck in that. Um, you know, I, I in my previous life, I could be stuck in a grudge or stuck in the emotion of an argument for a very long time. Mm. I could, you know, I could be angry at someone like for a year and just walk around with that because not because I felt that it, I didn't have a choice in that. That's just how it was. But now I know different. Right. I know that that's a personal choice. Yeah. And I guess you would say that you've you've gone through the clarity, the awareness and the responsibility to know, OK, I I need to deal with this the way that works for me and my relationship. Exactly. And really. And if you do have the awareness, like I, I like to say, it's always about me. Mm. It's always about me. And when I. When I remind myself of that, especially when I'm in a situation where I feel a lot of emotion around some, you know, something that's been said, if I, if I say that it's about me, then I start the inquiry, well, what is it? What's going on? And then I completely remove it from it being about my partner. Yeah, yeah. And that, if both people can do that, it's such a beautiful thing. It's, you know, because then it takes away the blaming again. Yeah, definitely. One of the common themes I've noticed whenever I've coached couples or individuals in relationships is that they often forget themselves and focus all the attention on the partner, whether it be positively or negatively, which is the complete opposite to the freedom and ease that you mentioned and which we've sort of just discussed. What steps would some or should someone take who recognizes that they do this in their relationship to ensure that, you know, they change this habit? I think that... I, it's kind of what we've touched on a little bit that if you can put the focus on yourself mm-hmm. first instead of on the other person, that change, or changes the relationship dramatically. Because I think another thing that happens when we get into a relationship is we abandon ourselves. There's a lot of self-abandonment going on, you know, uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and we attempt to make the other person responsible for our experience, our feelings, um, and, and, and then manipulation happens. Yeah. And so if we don't abandon ourselves when we get into relationship, it makes a tremendous difference in, um, you know, if both parties can do that. Because then you're showing up taking care of you. And when you're taking care of yourself, it's so much easier to take care of your partner or to be giving to your partner. Because I think that there, I think there should be some focus of attention on your partner. And that's the the unconditional love. But you can't give that away until you're you're full yourself. You just can't do it. 
Yeah, yeah, because you, you'll be almost kind of giving to receive, but when you give from a full heart and be like, you know what, I'm happy with the way I am, so, you know, I want to give you love because I actually, I just love you and I enjoy being with you. And, uh, you know, to me, that just feels so much easier and even just saying it now it just sounds so much easier yeah it's and it's it's such a beautiful thing and if we look at it that you know when we show up with these expectations for our partner to take care of our emotional well-being or our happiness who wants that responsibility Mm. you know like I don't want to be responsible for somebody else's happiness I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to carry that for somebody else because ultimately that never works. And then, you know, you think about that. Wow. Am I really expecting that from somebody else? And in in my own life, you know, we talked earlier about how you, you asked how my life was different. That was very much me. And really the reason why I was so angry and disappointed is that I absolutely expected my husband to take care of my happiness. Yeah. And he failed miserably, you know, and I was angry at him, Mm. but I completely self abandoned. I I abandoned myself in that, but I didn't know. I didn't know I was doing it. You know, I just, it was just one of those things because I didn't have any awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to sort of sum it up, if someone has become aware and they want to change the habit, would you say then it's, a lot of work on sort of self-reflection within sort of almost quite similar to to the journey that you did where you sort of opened yourself up and, and let go and trust yes I would say that and I I think it's really the number one thing is to take it's like my first absolutist principle take responsibility for your own life mm. completely take that on and look at the places where you're not doing that. Like, what are you expecting out of your partner? And if you really show up without expecting any, uh, your partner to do any of those things, and you take care of the, all of that for you, it, it will completely transform your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is maintaining a great, long-lasting, intimate relationship easier than we think? I say yes. <laughs> I, I say, I, I often say, you know, people will say to me or my clients will say to me, this is so hard. This is so difficult. This is, but what do we know? We know whatever we say it is, is, you know, it's what we believe. And so I say to them, well, what if it was easy? What if it was easy? Yeah. And it's like this light bulb goes, goes off. I was like, oh, is that even possible? Well, yeah, because it is easy. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it, it's easy. And you just have to remind yourself about that and tell yourself that because, you know, what, what you say matters. I teach my kids that all the time. You know, what you believe turns into form, right? Mm. What you believe happens. And so if I'm, I'm believing that having this intimate, beautiful, intimate, um, unconditional, loving relationship is easy then that's what's going to show up in my experience. And everything to support that belief will show up in my experience. But I think it, that that's, again, the self-awareness 
what is it that I believe about relationships? Do I believe that they're hard? Do I believe to have a great relationship? It's hard work. Mm. If I believe that, then all of those conditions will show up to support that idea. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think just even what we've just discussed in terms of, you know, the principles and um, taking responsibility for yourself. Whenever I talk about law of attraction, I talk about, you know, you, you being the creator of your life. It, once we, we click and we realize, you know what, it is down to me to make myself happy and not down to someone else. That in itself, to me, makes it easier. Yeah, I agree. We're, wouldn't you agree though, Rita? It's almost like, but we're afraid of that mm. on some level. You know, it seems so big um, because responsibility, that word, it scares a lot of people. But it's such a beautiful gift because that really, that's where your freedom is. Yeah. That's where the freedom is. That's where the beauty is. Like, how wonderful is it to know that you create your own experience of life. Yeah. You get to create it. You know, it's exciting. It's not a burden. It's an exciting, wonderful thing. Yeah. And same with relationship. Same thing. You can create that. You can create it. It doesn't matter where you are. If you were in a marriage that is stale and loveless, and that's kind of how you're defining it right now after like 20 years, you can start creating something different with that person if that's what your choice is. Mm. You can create something beautiful. And it's and that's the power that we have, you know, as beings on this in this universe. Yeah, yeah. And it's just stepping into that power and, and being like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do it. And our perception of situations is such plays such a huge part in it because how we perceive that this person should be or this situation should be can put the blocks there but as you say once we realize that you know what I don't want it like that I want it easy I want it fun and once you start thinking that it will happen because you're more focused on that you know energy flows where focus goes and it is about just being watchful of our mindset I mean to me I would rather think about what's going on in my head than try to work out what's going on in my partner's head that's just totally confusing it's just energy draining <laughs> yeah exactly and and it's really fun like sometimes I'll it, it's funny because I'll I'll say to my clients especially people who have been together you know for a fair amount of time what if you woke up tomorrow and you looked across the bed at your partner and you thought this is the most interesting exciting sexy human being on the planet and I cannot wait until they wake up and I can do something with them today. Or I just think all these thoughts. And of course the reaction is because they're in counseling because, you know, there's a lot of issue and they don't really like each other. Yeah. There's such a resistance to that idea. And that's, and that's when we have to talk about it's easy. Try it. Yeah. Try it. See what happens. If you actually believe that, that's the kind of power that you have. You can yeah. create that. You know, yeah. but we do as humans, we have such a resistance to our own, the idea that we have this power to create whatever it is that we want. 
Yeah, because it excites us. But as you you mentioned before, sometimes it is it brings that fear factor. It's like, oh, I can create anything, and I can actually. You know, what I sort of think is sometimes we get in that comfort zone of having the negative situation because it becomes almost a comfort blanket, doesn't it? I mean, you mentioned when we were talking about your own journey you could be in that mood for a long time because it was almost that comfort blanket because that was what you got used to even though it was horrible it was what you got used to until that transition happened within you and again it's just reminding ourselves that we can make that transition and we have to go through the uncomfortableness of having excitement to get past that negative period yeah I love that you see that you're right And that's, again, going back to that self-awareness, like, what is it that you're comfortable in? Mm. You know, we do. And and that, especially in the context of relationship, we do get comfortable in that unhappiness, um, unfulfillment. We get comfortable in it. And it's really about busting out of that. And the other thing I just want to mention briefly, too, is I think... You know, in in the examination of the relationship, I have this very strong belief that, you know, people come into our lives often not forever. And so it's about really having some critical um, thinking, some some clarity, some understanding around the nature of a particular relationship, because sometimes we get into a relationship that should last for a short time and we hang on mm. instead of letting that go. And that is a really, that's a real personal thing, but it's, and it's almost an intuitive thing of just knowing the purpose of that relationship. So I don't think that you um, get into a relationship and then you are bound into that relationship forever because you've got married just because you have that piece of paper. Yeah. And, you know, I think that if, if that is, if that's what you want and that's fulfilling, I, I, but I think if you are not growing in that experience, then it's, it's time for a change and time to look at whether you need a change. But people carry so much baggage again around uh, belief systems and uh, race conscious thought and, you know, old religious ideas that they're not even their own thoughts yeah. about leaving relationships and, I, and just as being in relationship is easy, I also think leaving a relationship is easy if you do it in a conscious way. Yeah, yeah, because they all the elements are the same really, isn't it? Because if you, if you stay true to who you are and you're aware of who you are and, and your beliefs and, and how, you, what, you, how you see life, then whether you're in a relationship or you're not, that will never change. That will always be with you. So if you're if you really get concrete in that it should be easy to walk away as it is to go into a relationship exactly and it can be peaceful and beautiful if people are are both people are doing it in a conscious way and have that same understanding and so that's why it's so important to really you know be the best you and mm. just really focus that that attention on you and because of that, you will have more rewarding and richer relationships. Yeah, definitely. That's beautiful. And a nice way to come towards the end of our interview. Before we go, though, where can our listeners go to purchase your book and to find out more about your service, Laurie? 
Um, they can purchase my book on Amazon or also on my website. I have a website. It's Lori Lancaster, my name.com. Brilliant. Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time out to be with us today. It has been wonderful and very informative. So thank you. Thank you, Rita. I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. It's been great. Well, that's it for today, everyone. I'm sure you gained a lot of important information to take on board and make your relationship an exceptional one. Remember, as I always say, enjoy you. This is Coach Rita Hurry signing out. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great show of your missing link to the law of attraction. For more information, go to coachrita.co.uk. That's coachrita.co.uk. Instinct.